Hallelujah. All right, let's look into our, let's go to 1st Peter chapter 3. Go with me to 1st Peter chapter 3. We looked at some scriptures last week, but let's start from here today. Verse 12, we are studying the topic on righteousness. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, the first time I read this scripture, I was thinking, in my mind, the first part did not highlight. The last part was shining brightly. You understand what I'm saying? The first part that says, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are open to their prayer. I read it. I was like, oh, okay, it's only the righteous. And the last part, for the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. I mean, I'm born again. But how many know that after being born again, we all mess up? All right. So what stood out to me was that part. Oh, the, fear, the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. I'm like, oh Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don't turn your face against me. Don't turn your face against me. See, that was what I was thinking. But one day the Lord alerted me. Look at the first part. It says, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. And his ears are always open to their prayers. I'm like, oh, maybe 50 years from now. 20 years from now, I'll be righteous. And I'm born again. I, I'm just getting to know the word. I've, I lived a couple of years as a born again Christian. I mean, maybe around one and a half years being born again, but not knowing what born again is. I just received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I just had a personal encounter with Jesus. I said, Jesus, I believe you're alive. I receive whatever you want me to do, I'll do. I declare you are my Lord and Savior. I was on my knees. Probably I was the only person who got saved in that meeting. And I did not know what it is to be born again. It was a Catholic meeting, so I continued to go to the Catholic church. But that was the first time I started reading the word. I did not know much and I continued there and, uh, and then finally there reached a time I ran away from, Bangal um, from, from home and came, came to Bangalore and thank God I came to the right church. A church where I was taught the word of God. So at that time Pastor Michael was teaching about faith. He was teaching about faith when I first came to church. And I was listening to it and initially you know you're new to this thing, but inside you know this is the place you're supposed to be. You just know this is the place you're supposed to be. And I just ran away from home, wanting nothing. I just wanted a job. People started looking down upon me back at home. So I just ran away without telling anybody. Came to Bangalore with nothing. Thankfully, by the mercy of God, I just ended up through a relative of mine in Pastor Michael's church. This is in 2002. So... That time, the first time I heard him speak, I still don't know what he preached about. But inside I knew this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to just keep listening to this man. 
I, I did not know much. So I continued staying there. And initially, Pastor Michael was teaching on faith. And when Pastor Michael teaches on something, he continues for a long time. Alright, so he was teaching on faith. So I'm understanding these things about faith, understanding, but there was a hindrance. Something hindering me initially from receiving the full promises. Because of the wrong things, my wrong teachings, my traditional religion had put in my head. Always used to pray, you're un unworthy. I'm a worm. I'm like the dust under your feet. That's the way I used to approach God. One day, when I understood that I am the righteousness of God, my whole life changed. My approach to God changed when I understood righteousness. Last week we saw, let's, let's look at that. We saw in, the, in, the, in James chapter 5, verse 13 to 18, we saw... It says, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Verse 14 says, is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. If he had committed sin, sins, they shall be forgiven him. Alright. And then verse 16 says, confess your faults one to another. And pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. See, here again, when, when pastor was teaching this about faith, I looked at this scripture, it's like the prayer of faith. Pastor was stressing on the topic of the prayer of faith shall save the sick. See, it's not the oil, it's the prayer of faith that saves the sick. Alright? And pastor was teaching on this. I understood that, but... but the next verse, it was like a roadblock for me. There was something there stopping me. It says, the last part says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So again, I, I was stuck there thinking, God hears the prayer only of the righteous person. Righteous person. Only the righteous person's prayer brings power. I am not righteous. So I was stuck there. But then, thank God, he told me, look at the first part. He said, look at the first part of verse 16. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray. Saying so, he's talking about a righteous man. The righteous man has faults. He said, the righteous man has faults. If you think you have faults, just confess it. And then you pray. I'm like, uh-huh. Alright, so the first part started with confessing your faults one to another. Okay, and then pray. Okay, is it like confessing your sins to the priest, to the father, in the church, you sit there, is that the same thing? Only then can we be righteous. But the next verse says, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. He prayed earnestly and that it might not rain. And it rained not. Hmm. All right. So Elijah did not have any priest to go to. Elijah did not go and in a, go to a church. He did not have a church building to go there to sit and confess all his sins. So what is this talking about? What if I don't have anybody who believes like me to confess? I mean, are you getting what I'm thinking? I mean, 
Are you getting the chain of thoughts? These are thoughts that came to me. So when I understood, all right, so the, so the righteous man can still have faults. This is how I started. A righteous man still has faults. So that means this right, the meaning of, the, of righteousness is not perfect man. Are you saying this? You, to call somebody righteous, it is not talking about the perfect man. That means a righteous man still has faults, according to the scripture. Yes or no? So it got me thinking. Then later I understood that it is not your body or soul that gets born again. It's your spirit that gets born again. The real us is a spirit that gets born again. Our spirit is born again from the same word as Jesus. Jesus was the word that became flesh. We are born again of the same word. So it's our spirit that got born again. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, You are a new creation. Which part of you is a new creation? Your spirit. Because you receive Jesus, you go stand before a mirror, you look at yourself, everything looks the same. What is a new creation? I did not start growing anything extra. No. My nose is still the same size. It did not become big. My ears are still the same size. What is new? Outside there is nothing new. Which part is a new creation? Your spirit. Then I understood. Your body is just a house or a tent for your spirit. But your body is not completely controlled by your spirit. It is controlled by your soul. Which is your mind. Where the thoughts come. Your will. Your ability to make decisions. Your emotions. Your intelligence. So I understood. Okay. So it's the soul that controls the body. And the thoughts. Whatever I expose my thoughts to. That is what controls my body. It's not my spirit. My spirit is righteous. My spirit is born again of the same word. And the word is righteous. That's what I am born of. Yes or no? That's what I am born of. A puppy born of a dog is a dog. Can't be a cat. The animal that is born out of the womb of a, of a dog will eventually be a dog. Yes or no? So if I am born again of the word that is Jesus, I will be like him. The part of me that was born, born again is my spirit. And if it is born of the same word that made Jesus, then I should be like him. My spirit, I am just like him. Yes or no? So is your spirit righteous? Yes, it is. So what is righteousness? means right standing with God. You are right with God. It's your spirit. Your spirit is perfectly right with God. That means now you can stand before God looking face to face without any sense of guilt or shame, anything. You can stand with all boldness knowing you are right with God the Father. Yeah, but I just did something terrible five minutes back. I did it knowingly. Yeah. Which part of you did it? Your body did it. Why? Because your thinking, your soul was not correct. 
You messed up your thinking with all the wrong thoughts, all the wrong information. Your thinking was not right. That affected what your body did. Are you understanding this? It was not your spirit that sinned. Your spirit is still like him. Your spirit is in that place called in Christ. Are you understanding this? Like I, I explained that the other day, when I was in Pastor Anup's place, he has this beautiful aquarium. He set up this aquarium with live plants and fish inside. And then one day he, I, I saw him take one fish, put it into another bowl, uh, smaller bowl. And I, I was thinking, okay, the moment he took the fish out, the fish was trembling. And he put him in the water, fish is alright. See, there is air, the fish needs air to breathe, yes or no? There is air outside, but why can't the fish breathe? There is food outside, but can the fish eat that food? Whatever the fish needs is in the water. Whatever the fish needs, all the air the fish needs to breathe is in the water. All the, the food the fish needs to eat is in the water. Yes or no? You take the fish out of that place, it will die, it will not survive. Similarly, with the moment you got born again, God put you in that place called in Christ. In Christ. In the waters called in Christ, you have everything that you need. Whatever you need, God has already put in your name for you in that place called in Christ. So what do you do? You need to identify yourself. First thing is, identify you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Do you see that? Do you see that? I want all of you to look at that scripture. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for whom? For us. That we might become the righteousness of God. Did it stop there? Where are you the righteousness of God? In Him. In Him. In Christ. Your identity is righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. That's why the spirit of the living God can dwell in you. Are you understanding this? The Holy Spirit can only be a partaker of righteousness. Imagine, if you are still a sinner, can the Spirit of the living God come and live inside you? Huh? Can He be sealed with your spirit? No. No. If you are not born again, your spirit is still separated from God. Your spirit is dead. And can the Holy Spirit come and seal itself with something that is dead? No. Bible says you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Sealed. It's not a seal that uh, the post office puts. It's a seal made of God himself. 
You are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Can, the, can, can, can a sinner or can a spirit of someone who separated from God be sealed with the spirit of the living God? No, you cannot. Why is it that you are now sealed with the Holy Spirit? Because you are now righteous. That's your nature. That's your nature. You are the righteousness of God. That's the nature of your born again spirit. Are you understanding this? Exactly like Jesus. Was Jesus righteous? Anybody will say yes he is. But when we ask them the question, are you righteous? Oh, I'm just a sinner. Just yesterday I lied. Are you born again? Yes, I am born again. Did you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. They lift both hands. But if we ask them this question, are you righteous? They'll say, oh, no, 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 I'm not righteous. They'll say that. And then they will quote a scripture. Go with me to Romans chapter 3. Let's look at that scripture also. Romans chapter 3 verse 10. We'll read from verse 10. Okay, It says, As it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. People will tell, But the Bible says there is none righteous. Bible says, It is scripture. Bible says there is none righteous. Yes, it said. You just read it, right? But is the Bible contradicting itself? Huh? Is the Bible contradicting itself? Read the whole thing, then you will understand. It says, as it is written. That means he is referring to something about the Old Testament. He's seeing this. It says, as it is written. He is referring to something that is written in the Old Testament. Alright? And then it says, there is none who understands, none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues, they have practiced deceit. The poison of ass is in their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the ways of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Look at that. Who is this talking about? This is actually talking about an unsaved person. This is talking about the condition of the people before Jesus. Before Jesus. Are you understanding this? People who are under the law and away from the law. Both the Jews and the Gentiles. There was none righteous among them. Why? Because they are all the seeds of Adam. Yes or no? Every person born from Adam is born with Adam's nature. It's born in Adam's likeness. We saw that Genesis chapter 5. Every person born from Adam is born in Adam's likeness. What is that likeness? With the sin nature in the flesh. Their spirits are separated from God. So this is talking about those people. But look, let's read the same thing. Verse 21. 
the funny the thing that is so funny for me is people just take one part of of a certain scripture and make a doctrine out of it without reading the whole thing verse 21 says but now say say with me now now now, now. now. now the righteousness of god apart from the law is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophets verse 22 the righteousness of god through faith in jesus christ to all and on all who believes there is no difference look at that what does it say what does it say it says now the righteousness of god does it say will be revealed is revealed when is he when is he writing this before jesus death or after jesus death after Jesus died, rose again, ascended to heaven, and sat at the right hand of God. After that, he said, now the righteousness of God is revealed. Where? Through faith in Jesus Christ. How? Through faith in Jesus Christ. Does it say by doing the right thing, by living correctly for 10, 20 years, by, by not speaking any lie for 15 years? Is there any condition there like that? By fulfilling all the Ten Commandments. Does it say that? No. It says through faith in Jesus Christ. It did not say Jesus son of Mary. What does it say? Jesus Christ. What's the meaning of Christ? Is it his family name? From the family of Christ. No. Christ means anointed one with the anointing anointed one with the anointing said so through faith in Jesus the anointed one with the anointing what was Jesus anointed for he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me he has anointed me for what to set the captives free yes or no to heal the sick to cleanse a leper to declare the year of the Lord's favor he said that. And Bible also said, for this purpose the son of God, man was revealed. Why? So he might destroy the works of the devil. So did Jesus come? He came. Did he finish his work? Yes. He finished. What were his last words before he died? He just finished. He finished. So now what did he reveal? The righteousness of God. He said, through faith in Jesus, the anointed work, and the work which he completed. Alright. For whom? Read that. To all and on all who believe. Does it say it is to all who, who fulfill all the Ten Commandments? Who, full, who do every commandment in the Old Testament, in the law? Only those people? All who believe. You believe the righteousness of God is on you. You are now the righteousness of God. It is for you. You believe in Jesus Christ. The Jesus, the anointed one who was anointed to set you free. You believe in him. You have faith in him. You now become the righteousness of God. Isn't it amazing? Through faith. There is no conditions there. No other condition. 
you believe, you become the righteousness of God. Look, let's read the rest. It, verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. See, that's another scripture people use. They take verse 10, it says, There is none righteous, no, not one. And then they come directly to 23 and say, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yes, all have sinned because we all came through Adam. But the scripture didn't stop there. It continued being justified freely. Justified means what? Just as if you have done nothing wrong. Did you pay anything for it? So how were you justified? Freely. Freely. You didn't pay anything. You didn't do anything. You did not live right. You did not climb any mountain. You did not offer yourself to be crucified. No, you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. You are justified freely by His grace. By His grace. Look at that. Let's continue. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood, through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness. Because in his forbearance, God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to, dem to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. He is a justifier of whom? Who has faith in Jesus. He will declare that you are right if you have faith in Jesus. Whatever the, sin, uh, the situation is, whatever the scenario is, whatever the mess you were in before, you have faith in Jesus, He justifies you. He justifies you. Did Jesus pay for the wrong that you committed five minutes back? Yes or no? Yes, you are born again. Yes, you did something wrong just five minutes back. But my question is, did Jesus pay for that before you were born? Yeah. Didn't he know that you would do it? Yes. If he knew you before you were put in your mother's womb, he already paid the price. Yes or no? Yes. So what are you supposed to do? Believe. Does, it, does this mean you can live anyhow? No. 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 Why? If people come to know that they are justified freely without doing any circus, without climbing any mountain, without lighting hundred candles, without offering any sacrifices, without giving food to the uh, poor people, without doing any, any uh, uh, somersaults or anything, if people come to know this, if they understand this, they will value it. When they come to know who they have become, that's when they will value it. They need to know that now they have become the righteousness of God. People don't know that. People don't know that. Because they don't know that, they are still stuck in sin. They still think, oh, I'm still, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. The, the more you keep thinking that you're a sinner, you get stuck in sin. 
Go with me to 1 Corinthians 15 now. 1 Corinthians 15. I told you we'll be looking at 1 Corinthians 15. A little extra today. Are you all there? Go with me to um, verse 34. <coughs> Are you all there? It says, Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God and I speak this to your shame. What does it say? It says awake. Awake. It means wake somebody up. Somebody who is in deep sleep. You want to wake somebody up when there is an emergency. You want to call somebody who is sleeping. Wake up. Wake up. You shake them up. Right? Say, Wake up. Brother wake up. Wake up. Wake up. You go. What happened? What happened? Yes or no? That's the word that is used here. Somebody who is in a deep sleep, completely ignorant about what is happening all around. They're in a deep sleep. You're going and waking them up. Saying, wake up! Wake up! Unto what? Just to righteousness. Wake up! And know you are the righteousness of God. And then what will happen? It says, awake to righteousness and do not sin. When you are awake and aware of the fact you are the righteousness of God, then you will not sin. Paul said, he said, for some do not have this knowledge. And I speak this to your shame. He's saying, shame on you people. You don't realize that you are the righteousness of God. You still think that you are sinners. Meanwhile, Jesus became sin on the cross for you so that you become the righteousness of God. He saying, shame on you guys. I speak this to your shame that you don't know you are righteous. So wake up. Wake up. He saying, wake up. Know you are the righteousness of God. And when you are constantly living in that awareness and the righteousness of God, sin will try to come, temptations will come, but you will not fall into it. You say, no, I can't do this. I am the righteousness of God. Man, I am right with God. When you are constantly aware of this, you will not fall. That's why understanding righteousness is one of the most important things in the life of a believer. Each one of us, even if we wake you up in the middle of the night, you should know for sure you are right. You're the righteousness of God. You're right with God. If somebody comes and tells you, you're a sinner, you're a sinner. Said, well, I may have messed up. Maybe my thinking was not right. I let the wrong stuff in my head and because of that I may have messed up. But I am still the righteousness of God. Because it's my spirit that is born again. I'm, I'm seated within Christ on the right hand of God the Father. If you are still a sinner, can you be seated on the right hand of God in Christ? No. Sin cannot stand before the presence of God. 
You are the righteousness of God. That's why he said, come boldly. Come, come, come. Come boldly to me. You need mercy? You need grace? Come. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says that. Come boldly. Run to me. I'm your daddy. Come to me. You have my nature. I'm the righteous God. You are my children who are righteous. We are the righteous children of a righteous father. I'll repeat that again. You are the righteous children of a righteous father because you are the fathers in the son. He put you in Christ. He put you in the son. When God looks at you, he sees you through Jesus. The same righteousness of Jesus you have. Are you understanding this? This is very important. There is one misconception among people. They, they think that oh, a person who is a believer for 10 years is more righteous than a person who is a believer for 5 months. Let me ask you. Is Jesus righteous? Yes or no? Does he become more righteous after 100 years? Or is he the same yesterday, today and forever? He is the same yesterday, today and forever. Whose righteousness are you now? Does he become more righteous? No. No. The righteousness of God is the same yesterday, today and forever. Are you understanding? And you are the righteousness of God. In Christ. So, it doesn't matter if you are born again 5 seconds ago. Or if you are born again for 35 years. You have the equal righteousness. Because it is not your righteousness. It is his righteousness. Are you understanding? You do not become more righteous 10 years from now. Or less righteous compared to somebody. No. Whoever you are, however old or young you are in the Lord, you are the same righteousness of God. Your level of righteousness is the same. Is the same level as Jesus. But brother, that person is living such a pure life, holy life. I am still stuck in this. Hello. It is not a problem with the righteousness. It's a problem with the knowledge. That's what Paul is saying here. Some does not have this knowledge and it's a shameful thing. It's a shameful thing. Honestly, it's a very shameful thing that most people in the body of Christ don't know they are righteous. They do not know who they are in Christ. It's a very shameful thing. That's why people pray, Oh Lord, I'm just a worm. I'm just a worm. I'm just the, the, the dust under your feet. They pray like that. Praying like that is like slapping Jesus on the face and saying, whatever you did is not enough. Anybody who prays like that is actually slapping Jesus on the face and saying, what you did, maybe it may be sufficient for them, but I'm special case. Your payment is not enough for me. That's what you're trying to tell him. Meanwhile, Romans 3, we said, the righteousness of God for all and upon all who believe. It says all. All means what? All. Everybody. Anybody who believes, you become the righteousness of God. Himself through each one of us. 
So he gave us all his nature. The righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. So but this verse, this scripture is very important. See, we read verse the 50, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We read that. Many people quote this scripture. But you need to understand 57 comes after 34. Yes or no? Yes. 57 comes after 34. For a person who knows he is righteous, he knows whose righteousness is he? God's righteousness. Can he fail? No. If you know you are the righteousness of God, the victory. Ah, I can't fail. I cannot lose. I am the righteousness of God. No matter where I am put, I am still right with God. Are you understanding this? My thinking may have been messed up. I'm sorry Lord for that. I'm sorry for not getting my thinking correct. But the moment I realize it, what do I do? Go back into the word. Get my thinking correct. It's called repentance. Very simple. That's why Bible, I mean, originally the word repent was used to encourage people. Not to put fear in people. Are you understanding? Repent. Brother, you, you, you messed up. Just repent. Say, repent. God's ang God is angry at you. Repent. No, that's not how you use the word repent. Repent simply means, hey, your thinking was messed up. You were not thinking right. That's why you committed sin. Change your thinking. Look what the word says. What happens? You will do right. You will do right. Now, now, I'll give an illustration. All right. Imagine there's a unmarried young guy, handsome-looking guy, born-again guy. All right. There's a unmarried uh, young girl. Both in there, very young. The the girl is beautiful. The guy is handsome. They both believers. They end up in a room together. What can happen? Anything can happen. Yes or no? Anything can happen. If their mind is not renewed with the word of God, anything can happen. But what if that guy is aware of the fact, I am the righteousness of God. And the girl is also aware of the fact that she is the righteousness of God. What if they are aware of the fact and they have been taught that they are the righteousness of God? What is the maximum that will happen then? Praise the Lord, brother. Praise the Lord, sister. That's it. Yes or no? But only if they constantly realize that they are the righteousness of God. I mean, I'm talking about a perfect scenario. None of us are perfect. But this is what God expects from us. If you are awake to the fact that you are righteous, you are the righteousness of God, you have the same nature as God himself, then you will not sin. Even if you have messed up, you will come back. Said many people do not have this knowledge. That's why we are teaching this. If each one of you realize, I'm the righteousness of God. I'm right with God. Jesus paid the price even before I was born. Because I believe I'm righteous. You cannot be righteous any other way. Let me tell you that. Let me be very clear with you. You cannot be righteous any other way except by believing. Because this is the righteousness of 
faith. This is by faith, through faith in Jesus Christ. What faith in Jesus Christ? Through faith in what Jesus did, the finished work that Jesus did. You become right with God. The moment you say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. I believe you are real. Whatever you want me to do, I will do. You say that with a pure heart, you become born again. That moment, you are the righteousness of God. That moment, because you are righteous, the spirit of the living God came in and started living with you, with your spirit, sealed with your spirit. Are you understanding? Why? Because now you are righteous. Because you are righteous, the Holy Spirit is living inside you. Sealed with you. He cannot go anywhere else now. Why? Because you are righteous. We need to understand this. Otherwise, it's like, I can actually imagine Paul standing there and saying, Shame on you. Shame on you. You are the righteousness of God and you are living like this. You are the righteousness of God and you are still stuck in this sin. Shame on you. You are the righteousness of God and you, you, you are still blaming the devil for all the problems. Shame on you. No, you are the righteousness of God. What is the result of being righteous? Victory. Victory. Death has lost its power. You read that. See, verse 55. We read 57. It says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Before that, verse 55 says, Look at this. So death, where is your sting? Oh heads, where is your victory? We understood when we studied resurrection. Jesus won victory over death and hell. Complete victory. Victory over spiritual death, victory over physical death and victory over eternal death. What's the worst the devil can do to you? Kill you? Well, you just move to a better place. It's a promotion for you. Death, physical death is actually a promotion for the believer. Death has, is already lost. The worst thing that can happen on this earth is death. Yes or no? What's the worst that can happen to you? You may lose your money. But if you're still alive, you can still make it back. Yes or no? You believe in God, you'll make it back. So what if you still die? You're still in a place where the street is made of gold. Yes or no? What is all the wealth of this world compared to one square foot of heaven? Just tell me. That's where you're going. Why are you going there? Because you are the righteousness of God. You're right with God. That's your eternal home. Do you understand this? Need to wake, wake up, brother. No, you are the righteousness of God. So can your business fail? No, absolutely no. No way. Can your marriage fail? No, absolutely not. Can you lose your job? Absolutely not. I am the righteousness of God. I decide when to quit, I will quit. And when I quit, they will pay me more than what I am supposed to. Why? Because I am the righteousness of God. See, you decide. You always have the victory. Wake up. Wake up. You need to be aware of this man. Wherever you go, the devil cannot do anything to you if you know that you are righteous. Fear cannot come. Fear cannot come. 
What's the worst fear the devil can put to you? Kill you? You will lose your children? If your Bible says, if you believe your children are holy. Yes or no? What's the worst the devil can do? My children, you are, if you are born again, if you raised your children, are you some, hey, my children will not die. They are the seed of the righteous. My children, if they, they die, they will still go to heaven. Because I have raised them up, they are believers. If they are not believers, you can boldly say, my child will not die till they receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And once they receive, they will live fully. They will enjoy life. They will reign in life like kings. You can speak like that. Because you are the righteousness of God. Your children are called the seed of the righteous. The seed of the righteous. They cannot fail. They cannot lose. Are you understanding this fact? That's why understanding righteousness is important. Knowing who you are in Christ. I would encourage you, get all those scriptures that show who you are in Christ. Any verse in the Bible that says, in Christ, in Him, by Him, through Him, all those scriptures, underline it because it's talking about you. It's talking about you, what you are, what you have, what is in your name, what power and authority you have. That is what those scriptures are talking about. Take time, read it, speak it over yourself. That's who you are. The righteousness of God. We need to wake up to this fact. So what if the situation is not looking good right now? It's still the righteousness of God. Because I am the righteousness of God, I have access to the riches in glory. My God will supply all my needs according to His riches in glory. I am the righteousness of God. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Sickness cannot stay in this body. Are you understanding this? Sickness cannot stay in your body. Why? Because you, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Why is the Holy Spirit there? Because you are righteous. So sickness cannot stay in the body that is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Even otherwise, Bible says you are bought with a price. Your body is not yours anymore. Jesus bought the body. Just declare, hey, hey, sickness, go, go, go. You can't stay in my body. You have to go out right now command you right now in Jesus name you will have that boldness to speak to sickness to speak to lack to speak to any problem that comes when you are sure of the fact that you are righteous you are the righteousness of God you are seated at the right hand of God in Christ not under his feet you are seated there next to him because you are right with him you are right with him you are on his right hand That's your position. If you understand this fact, you will be sure that your prayers will be answered. You don't have to go from one meeting to the other. You don't have to send prayer requests to so many people. No. Say, I am righteous. 1 Peter 3.12 says, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. That's me. God's eyes are on me. His eyes are on the problem I'm going through. His eyes is upon my family. Where I am, his eyes is there. If you are here, God's eyes is right here on you, right now. Are you understanding? In traffic, you are there, his eyes are on you. You are not alone. 
And his ears are always open to the prayer of the righteous. That means whatever you pray, you should know. His ears have heard it. Whatever, no matter how simple it is, how weird it is, you pray knowing you are the righteousness of God, his ears heard it. His ears heard it. Maybe that prayer was a prayer out of ignorance. His ears heard it. He will send the right person to correct you. Are you understanding? Your step, the steps of the righteous is ordained of the Lord. You will be in the right place at the right time. Just say, I am the righteousness of God. I will always be in the right place at the right time. My steps are ordered of the Lord. Simply because of the fact I know, I'm sure, I'm righteous. I'm the righteousness of God. My steps will be ordained of the Lord. I might have messed up, but Lord, I'm sorry. I'm still the righteousness, so I still have hope. Are you understanding this? This is a very powerful thing. It's a very powerful thing. Understanding righteousness. It's a force. Some I've heard many messages from people preaching about the force of righteousness. Yes, it's true. Maybe I'll teach about that next week or something. It's a force that can shake up every work of the enemy against you. It'll just push it all away. I'm righteous. You have bullet. I'm righteous. What can you do to me? Huh? What can you do to me? I'm righteous. Because I'm righteous, all of heaven is backing me up. The angel of the Lord encamps around about the righteous. If you, if you know you're righteous, know. Hey, there are angels. The Bible says they are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to heirs of salvation. Who are the heirs of salvation? You. You receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Everything that is in Jesus' name, you inherited. The righteousness of God. If you understand this, there is no problem, no situation that can continue to lift its head up. I can boldly tell you that. Not a single problem will continue to lift its head up. You say, shut up, go out. Not in my house, not in my business, not in my work, not in my family. Now, nowhere. I'm the righteousness of God. You have boldness to speak. Which demon can stand before Jesus? Can any demon stand before Jesus? Why? Because Jesus was right with God. You are right with God the same way. Can any demon stand before you? No way. Whatever demonic attack it is, how might, whatever it might show up as, they might be flying, levitating. I've seen that happen. Just people, demon possessed, just up. They will try to put fear on you. Oh, they're doing this. I can't fly. That demon-possessed person can fly. Like, shut up. Get down. I'm the righteousness of God. Get out in Jesus' name. They will obey. They will obey. No matter whatever show they put up, they're still subject to you. Because you are today the righteousness of God. They will understand where you are seated. Where are you seated? Right hand of God the Father in Christ. That place is not just any ordinary place. Every demon will recognize that position. Every demon. Ephesians 1.19 says Jesus is seated far above. All principality, power, might, dominion. Every name that can be named 
not only in heaven but also in that in the earth. And God put all things under his feet. Whose feet? Jesus' feet. Where is he seated? Right hand of God the Father. Where are you seated? In Christ. There. Same place. If anything is under Jesus' feet, it is under your feet. Every power, every demonic power, every demonic principality, they are all under Jesus' feet. That means under your feet. So just say this with me today. I am the righteousness of God. I am right with God. I am seated at the right hand of God in Christ. That's my position. I am right with God. Because I am right with God, the eyes of the Lord are upon me. His ears are always open to my prayers. Are you confident about this? You need to be. When you have an understanding of this, that scripture which says the righteous is as bold as a lion. And you will stand before any problem. I am the righteousness of God. What can you do? Cancer, what can you do? Sickness, what can you do? BP, what can you do? Diabetes, what can you do? I am the righteousness of God. You are bold as a lion. Whatever the devil can try. Oh, uh, poverty, lack, what can you do? I am the righteousness of God. You will be bold as a lion. You will look straight at that problem, look it directly in the eye and say, get out, not in my house. You are bold. That boldness will come only when you are sure of the fact that you are right. You are righteous. You are the righteousness of God. So today I want all of you to wake up. Wake up to the fact that you are the righteousness of God. You will not be trapped in sin. Whatever it is that, that you are trapped in, that may have been coming and going over a period of time, whatever it is, just speak back to it. I am the righteousness of God. Certain things that may have been there in your mind, put in some things that you may have been trapped for some time. Continue speaking to it. Continue. I mean, I had to speak this over a period of time to come out of certain bad habits. I had to. It is not a, uh, uh, a, a capsule tablet that you take and immediately everything will go. No. Your mind was used to thinking that you are a sinner, you are useless, you are, you are stuck in this sin, you always, anytime temptation comes, you fail, you, you are useless. Your mind is used to all these kinds of thoughts. So now you have to speak back to it. No, Bible says I am righteous. It says I am righteous with God. I will not be stuck in sin. Are you understanding? The law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. That's Romans chapter 8 verse 2. I am free from the law of sin and death. I will not be stuck there anymore. I am redeemed. I am delivered. I am not a slave to sin. Because I am righteous. Did you get this today? I believe you understood this. And as you continue to speak these things, I can promise you, guarantee you from the word of God, that whatever problem you are going through, you are delivered. Amen. It cannot raise its head up and stay there. No. Crush it under the feet, under your feet, because you are seated in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe you understood this. Let's pray. Father, we praise you. We worship you. Thank you for your word. We understood today that we are the righteousness of God. 
we are awake to the fact that we are the righteousness of God. Lord, we cannot be put down. Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Because in Jesus, we are the righteousness of God. So in every place, we have victory. We have the victory. In Jesus' mighty name, we will not be put down. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We worship you. I speak to every lie that the devil has spoken, that tradition has put into your minds. I speak to it. Today, you know without a shadow of doubt that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Thank you, Father. We have the victory today, right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe you understand.